Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Monday night. So you know what that means, children. Another episode of the Loud Pedal. I am joined with my co-host, Big Daddy, Michael Clark Griswold. What's up? Rona PBR, Josh Schaefer. What's up, everybody? Jennifer Punchy, the ghost. Houseman. Hello. Our special guest tonight is Mighty Mouse, Mike Maresca. How you doing, Mike? Good, what's happening? Just enjoying a nice, cold IPA on this nice, cold evening. There you go. So, you all ready for Florida? Um, somewhat. I was just in the shop cleaning up. Uh, we are cleaning our pit box tonight. We got one car done, and, uh, for Volusia, and, um, I got to get a motor in this other one, but, um, I probably won't have a motor till just a couple days before, so I have one car done. Um, and then the, uh, the two DKM cars are done. We scaled them up last week. Um, so they're ready to go for, uh, the short track super series race down there at Bubba's. Um, so we're ready to go with that and carry Simpson cars and, uh, we're going to leave Saturday. So go down there, race a couple days, uh, come home and, uh, my dad and uh, my motor builder were going to put the motor in for me while I was gone. Uh, and if not, I'll put the motor in and then uh, scale that car up and uh, head back down. Uh, pretty quick turnaround. Um, I'm going to try and race at North Florida there um, in the late model. <clears throat> and then uh, head over to Volusia for the final week of, uh, of speed weeks there. So. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of, like, logistics, I guess, and all that. But, uh, yeah, we're pretty much ready. I'm I'm super excited for next week uh, to run uh, to run Gary's car, so it'll be pretty cool. So what made you – how did you get uh, involved with this, uh, racing some super late models? Um, So when I was – it would have been 2016, I was working in Ohio, and I was racing uh, – I had raced sportsmen before that. Uh, I was pretty much just uh, racing sportsmen around the house, and obviously I liked racing. So um, we were, they had sportsmen out there, but they run kind of different rules. They run like the rush package, which is like spec shocks. Uh, it's just a whole different deal, right? So um, we're like, well, we might as well run a big block. So I was running a big block out there in uh, Ohio, Western PA, um, and I was really close proximity wise to Russ King, um, who builds late models and, uh, modifieds and a lot of stuff. And now we've got to be best friends, but at this time we were not, uh, I was with another guy out there. He, that, uh, a guy named Rob Christiak let me keep his car yep. at his house. Uh, so I kept my cars out there and I learned a lot. It was a good time. Me and Rob had a good time. And then, uh, I had to buy fuel or something. Uh, from Russell for a race and my dad went over to get some fuel because my dad was visiting me for the weekend and we went racing together and my dad I need some fuel and uh can you go pick it up it's already at Russell's or whatever so he's like yeah yeah sure so he goes over and he saw the late model Russell was washing the late model he's like hey like what's the deal with them cars like going on and on and they got to talking and we built they got right there they decided all right let's build a crate late model and have Russ do it so Russell built us a our first crate late model. It was a Rocket XR1 um, crate motor, and I ran a, a few races with that uh, in I guess it would be 2017. Um, I ran probably like four or five crate races, 
and then we decided to put a super motor in it, and we went out, we went down to uh, Gaffney or Cherokee, uh, and ran the blue gray 100, mm-hmm. um, which that was I think I ended up seventh uh, in my first race. I mean, I almost crashed the shit out of this thing the first night <laughs> the super, uh, just because like. You know, the steering is a lot different in late models, for sure. That I think that's the biggest thing. The steering, for me, was the biggest adaption, going from, like, a, a quick steering box to a, a rack and, like, where the steering, you know, you have to kind of, like, cross your arms over and stuff. And anyway, trying to catch it all up and then throw myself. I've only driven a crate, you know, by 100 laps. And then uh, here's a super and all this. And, I mean, I almost crashed it. And then I kind of got used to it. And we ended up running pretty good in that race. And then we went out to the Wild West shootout in Arizona and ran, I think, like, four nights. And then we got – I had my big block somewhere. We are in Georgia, and we are going to Volusia. And we were going to run the Super somewhere, and we're like – something got rained out or whatever, and we're like, let's go to East Bay. And, like, so we drove to East Bay, and there's, like, 70 cars there, and we qualified our first night. It was pretty cool. Uh, Made the the A-Main. I mean, we didn't really do anything in the A-Main. I ran, like, 14th or something, but it's a Lucas race. It was pretty cool and made a couple more races at Speed Weeks. We qualified, like, second a couple nights, and uh, we just kind of kept running late models that year. I, I went back with Russell to Ohio instead of going back home to New York. And I honestly, I just never left. And I was like sleeping in his house and stuff and <laughs> racing late models, like living the dream. And then he had a kid. So he's like, actually you his mom, like, like Michael, like you got to like move out of Russell's house. So I was like, <laughs> all right, like I'll, I'll live in my toter in your driveway, Mary. And she was like, that's fine. So I lived in, um, I lived in Mary King's driveway in a toter home. Um, when I was, I guess I was like 22, 23 years old. I mean, I was living the life, man. I was racing late models and, uh, living in a toter home in the driveway. And that's how, that's how I mean, Josh lives now. It's, I would, it's awesome. I mean, I wouldn't trade (laughs) anything for like the life I have now, but it was awesome. Like I would work on. Yeah. You hear that? Listen to him. It's awesome. Listen to him. He's, he's got it. Yeah. 9, 9 PM or whatever. And then, you know, I would, uh. I would try and uh, try my way with the ladies in the evening. And, I mean, I'm pretty goofy and pretty ugly, so I didn't have like, a very good luck. But, like, That's right. So is Josh. So is Josh. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, so, I, you know, Josh, you can strongly relate. And then, you know what I mean? And then when you do, like, come home, like, you know, you do, like, land, you know, finally. When you get them pit list. Some yeah. notice of you, like, hey, like. Where do you live? Like, oh, I live in this camper in my friend's mom's driveway. And they come over and they're like, oh, and I'm, they're like, what do you do for fun at night? I'm like, oh, I sit on the back of my toter home and drink beer and watch cars go by the highway. Like, you know, so <laughs> it's like, uh, it was fun though. You know what I mean? It was fun. It was a fun time in my life. Um, I got to race and like chase my dream and it was yeah. a lot of fun. And uh, obviously I, I, I did pretty well, but not good enough to where I could, like, keep doing it, really. Uh, I mean, I think I won, like, eight races that year, seven races, which was, like, you know, it's good, but it's not enough to, like, I guess justify doing it for a living at that point. So I had to come home, and I had a really good job opportunity, so I came home. And like I said, when I was out there, I was okay at racing. And then I came home, and I kind of stopped super racing, and I was modified racing. And it's like I started working. And, like, Murphy's Law, not Murphy's Law, or just, like, the law, the way the universe works, I got, like, way better at racing. Whereas, like, if I was as good at racing as I was in 2019, if I was in 2018, maybe I could have kept doing it and not had to grow up. But, unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, kind of grew up. I got a real job. But uh, it's really, my job is super flexible, so I can keep racing and um doing all the stuff that I want to do with my life now. Uh, you know, I have a girlfriend and we have a house and stuff and I'm super happy. So, um, I'm still living the dream. I think, uh, you know, it's just, uh, and I'm grateful for it. So, uh, but yeah, I had some fun in my younger days. How old are you? I'm still young. I'm, uh, well, kind of, yeah, I'm 25. Um, okay. 
I never, I never want to hear younger days out of a 25-year-old. I'm 47, but I'm like, your age is my younger days, okay? Yeah, I know, but I'm like 25 going on 60, man. Like, I'm, oh like, I'm an old old person. Like, uh, I, I'm the, you know, like, yeah, I'm the two opposite. beers and I'm in bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Mike, any um, any significance behind your number? Anything to any got any uh, reasoning about why you chose that as your number? Um, not no. <laughs> I'll tell you the story. So, um, when I first started racing, uh, I grew up racing dirt bikes, and I think my first number was one one seven. Uh, and then it was, and they used to kind of like, I think they would assign you numbers. So my first pick was one 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 was my favorite racer at the time was Grant Langston. He was one one one. And then I guess if I, I my this is now this is my like eleven year old brain when I was they you would write down what numbers you could pick, you know, and so you'd put your first, second, and third choice. So right. I put one 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 and one 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 seven was my second choice because it looks the closest to one one one. So that was my second choice. So that's like kinda cool. That'll come into play later I guess. Um and then uh when I first started racing cars, I started in an asphalt and like a limited late model sort of deal, um, mm-hmm. like a crate late model asphalt. Mm. And the, yep, we bought a car, um, and uh, it had it. It was from a guy named Justin Snow, and it just had a. It was red, and it had a big number seven on it. And we we're like, well, I guess I'm number seven, and it just never changed. And then. <laughs> Uh, in 2017 or 18, I started putting the MM on there because I was 7M, and then up here at Mohawk, there's another kid who is 7M, so I'm like, well, like, I'm not going to change my number, I'm just going to, like, keep adding letters, so, <laughs> and it's my initial, and yeah, it's that works out. I'm yeah. like, it works out, so it's like, you know, it's a bullet, bullets are fast, they kill stuff, like, you know what I mean, like, it just all works out, and it's yeah. my initial, yeah, yeah. I'm fast, yeah. I don't, I don't kill stuff, but I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> Unless you got something you want to confess yeah, so, to us, but you know. <laughs> not on the show. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it off. Ca- we'll do it off camera. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll we can do, talk we about can it. We do it off camera. Yeah, yeah. There's, so, there's no, one guy who uh, can't see us on a radio show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's the number. That's the significance, really. And I, I just kind of liked it because. Even when I was a kid, I always had a seven in my number. Uh, so I guess it's just kind of been fate, or not fate, but, you know, just the way it goes. So I, I stuck with it, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a cool number to have. Um, there's a lot of significance behind it, and uh, I don't want to get too Scott Bloomquisty here, but um, it's a pretty, like, spiritual number. You know, it has a lot of meaning, and the people that look at that and the you know, the way the universe works, seven is a pretty important number. So, and seven, 11 is too, actually. And that's my birthday, seven, 11. So, um, it all comes together. So. So which, uh, which is more fun to race a big block modified or a super late? Um, I think it depends on the racetrack and, uh, yeah, I think it depends on the racetrack a lot. Um, I mean, honestly, big blocks, are pretty fun to race, but I feel like big blocks themselves, like some, some guys really like big blocks and some guys really are kind of impartial to them. I think I lie on the impartial side. I like a small block car way more. I think they handle better. And, uh, you know, I think they have just as much power now, the big small blocks, you know, like the Deo motors. Um, and I, so like, in my opinion, like, they're like, oh, the big blocks, like, are a challenge because they're heavy and stuff. All like, I guess maybe because I didn't grow up and I didn't grow up with big blocks. I grew up with dirt bikes and stuff like that. So, like, in my opinion, like, a race car should be have, like, the optimal motor package in it that is the most cost efficient, that goes the fastest and handles the best. So, like, that's a small block. Uh, that's so, like, <laughs> you know, for me. Small blocks are way more fun than any car in the world to drive, like a, a 440 or a 358. Super late models are a ton of fun. You're up on the wheel, but I think they're, uh, I think the actual racing of them is 
really difficult now. It's kind of hard to pass. They're very arrow dependent now. Uh, I mean, you watch the races and we joke about it all the time. They don't even race each other. They just try and prevent the other person from passing them and taking air off people. And it's almost like it's yeah, gotten so very arrow dependent. Arrow dependent. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, sprint cars are like that too. And obviously, late yep. models and sprint cars sometimes have really good races. Well, there's no well, the doubt wing about sprint it. cars. But yeah, the wing sprint cars. And I mean, there's no doubt about it. Sometimes you watch a wing sprint car race; it's awesome. Yep. You know, the track's right. And yeah, it just is. Goes away. Yep. And late models are the same way. Uh, but I think, I mean, modifieds have definitely gotten more aero dependent. But obviously, being open wheel and stuff, they're just never going to be as aero dependent as that. And I think they're just more fun to race because of that you know what i mean you can enter yeah. someone behind and i mean you feel it more now than you did maybe a couple of years ago but you can enter behind someone and not worry about tearing the wall down because you don't have air in your spoiler and stuff so um i think modifieds are definitely more fun to physically race um at this point yeah i mean i like I like the super lace, but like you said, there are Northeast modifieds are, I, I just think the competition in the racing is better in my opinion, because of all the reasons that you just stated. For sure. And I think, uh, the cool thing about modifieds from what I've seen, like from, especially on the local racing standpoint, I mean, you go to a regional or a national race, like a super Car series race, a Dale race, a world of outlaws race. Obviously everyone there has really good stuff, but, on the local side, local super late model racing and even crate late model racing, there is like a huge disparity in equipment. So like there'd be like three or four guys there with like a Longhorn or a Rocket or uh, you know whatever a new new XR1 or a new Longhorn and nice shocks and up on technology and stuff like that. And then half the other cars are like Rayburns from 2007, wow. and you know like wow. it's it's this huge disparity. Whereas, like, if you have a 2013 late model and, uh, you know, a tw against a 2016 or 2017 late model, say it was 2017, uh, you know, you couldn't even compete. Whereas with the modifieds, I think more people have up-to-date stuff. Um, everybody's more relevant to each other. And obviously the fields are tighter and, you know, it just makes for better local weekly racing um i'm not saying our weekly racing is perfect by any means but i think our weekly racing is really healthy uh compared to like super late models um you know what i mean and uh i think our pay weekly from what i've seen like super late model races weekly like a weekly show is like 1100 or 1200 to win Ooh. um whereas that's yeah, like I mean, oh. that's it's like I Southern mean, Tier Payout. No, I mean, Southern Tier Payout is better than that. I mean, Thunder Mountain pays fifteen hundred to win open modifieds, and twelve hundred to win three fifty eights. Which honestly, like, yeah, all right, bad compared to compared to what you guys are used to in PA. But nationally, I'm from New like, York. It's so. really <laughs> not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Southern New York area, like Orange County area and stuff. Yeah. Like, obviously, yes, it's really yes, cool, I am. But like, but. You know, that, that neck of the woods, like, it's really not bad compared nationally. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? It just, <clears throat> we're pretty lucky with our weekly racing. And then there's a lot of places that race weekly, I mean, that pay from two to 4000 a win, which is unheard of pretty much anywhere else in the country. Yes. So, Mike, going back to the modifieds, uh, you know, you said you'd rather race, you know, small blocks than the big block, especially with the power of the, the big small blocks are making what's what would the cost difference be to build a big small block versus a big block well really the big blocks now uh are way more expensive um way more you know you're a, a really good big block is you know upwards of of 50 grand um you know a brand new big block where you know i just bought a brand new uh Mullins motor. Um, it's a LS7, and it claims to make 850 horse and all this stuff. And I mean, you can find these things, and it is a brand new, you know, about 30 grand. So, uh, I mean, what's that tell you? I mean, you, I know you can get Pro Power uh, 440s. I don't know what the cost on those are, 
But I know there's guys making 440s out there that you can pick up for, you know, again, in the 30 to 35 range if you want, like, you know, the, the big stuff. So with, uh, you know, 10-degree heads and all that, and it's definitely cheaper. I don't think there's any denying that. And, and I think anyone's saying that, oh, they'll get more expensive. Like, I don't think they will. Um, the only thing I guess I could see causing the big small box to get really expensive. I know there was some concern over the spread bore blocks, them not being in production anymore. So obviously that could make them expensive for the wide bore stuff. Um, but if they either just banned wide bore stuff or went to an aluminum block or something, which would, that's a whole nother story of how they would have to do that. And I've heard rumors of it, but that's a story for another day. But I think there's, a, a big small block is definitely cheaper. I mean, super late model motors are all aluminum and they're cheaper than a big block. So, uh, by about, you know, 10 to 15,000. Any chances you run in Orange County this year? Cause you know, if you win, you're in, you're in the playoffs for the $25,000 prize. Uh, I'm honest. I haven't. So Orange County is like five hours from my house. Um, uh, and I know they have a couple Thursdays, so Thursday races. So you can spend the night here. Yeah, yeah, we can we can do that. Um, there's a chance I might go. I went last year, and um, I think it was that revenge race, yeah. forty lap yep. or yep, yep. Bridgeport. I went, and it was wicked rough. Um, but I've had some pretty good times in Orange County. I would go back. I went to Orange County. And, like, I really don't like Orange County. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, but that's just me. It's nothing that Orange County ever did to me. You know what I mean? It's just far and a miserable drive, and I'm a bit of a wimp. So, um, but, yeah, I was going, and my the kid that helps me, my buddy Devin, he is also not a fan of Orange County. But, anyway, I convinced him. I said, Devin, let's go to the small block race at Orange County. Come on, come on, come on. So I went, and we qualified, I don't know, seventh or something, and we won our heat, and we're racing, and we're there, and, like, I fell back to wherever, and I just, like, pounded my way to the front, you know, and it was just a complete asshole on all these restarts. I ended up getting up to, like, fifth or sixth. I don't remember. I think sixth. Well, anyway, I was, like, real mad, you know, because I kind of screwed up the race, I thought. And I ended, but I ended up getting six. Well, then I checked the payout, and this was three fifty eight. So it was a hundred lapper. It was a one day show. I got five grand for six, and like I was the happiest little beaver ever on the drive home. So there's <laughs> like when they have races that pay that good, it's hard not to go. So I'm sure I'll be there at least once. Um, I feel like it's a race like you gotta go to. It's a place you gotta go. Um. Obviously, I want to make, wait till everything's, like, really good there, um, you know, to go down there just because it's, it's kind of a, a haul. But, yeah, I'll, I'll probably go down a couple times uh, or at least once and, and check it out. I try and go everywhere at least once a year. So uh, I'm sure I'll go down there and check it out. And, I mean, obviously, I'm 25. Hopefully, by the time I retire, like, Eastern States is a, is a bucket list race. Anybody wants to win. Um, even though like radios and pit stops aren't really our team's forte, but, um, I think that, uh, I would like to at least get a win at Orange County before I, uh, hang it up one day, you know what I mean? So I think I got to keep going there at least once or twice a year to get laps on it. Well, if you win, if you win this year in a small block, you're in the playoffs. They're having a NASCAR playoffs thing this year for the small block title. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool. Um, it's obviously, like, I'm running Fonda Saturday. Okay, um, you're the defending champ. Happens. What's that? You're the defending champ, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, if we get a rain out or something, maybe I'll bring my small log down there and see if I can knock one out. I think you could. I, I really honestly think you could. I picked you as a up-and-comer a couple years ago, so watch this, kid. Oh, and then I appreciate you, that. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Then you win the Outlaw 200. I was like, told you. And then you, <laughs> then you 
Yeah, Showed them all up at Bridgeport this year. It's like, oh, so, oh, look what he's doing out west in the late boss. The kid's a wheelman. Then you decide to come back, I guess, come back, come back home. And you hop right back into the modifieds and you're you're doing great. Well, I appreciate it. We're having a good time doing it. And uh, we're just trying to work hard and win as many races as we can, really. Um, we're all about winning, uh, you know, and just, just like anybody. But uh, I think we work really hard at it. and. You know, we live every moment uh, just to race, you know what I mean? Like, I, ever since I was a kid, it's just, I've been racing something, uh, you know what I mean? And uh, finally, as I've gotten a little bit older and more mature, I've been able to focus and uh, get things done with this racing deal. Uh, getting back to Fonda, uh, I'm going to assume that Mr. Friesen is going to be racing there again. Would that Would that be a safe assumption? I would imagine he'd be there. Yeah, I mean that's right by his uh right by his shop, right by his house. And I, I hope he races there. Um I had a good time racing with Stu. Me and Stu actually had a couple good races up there. Um yep. I mean he won just about every race. He kicked my ass. Uh I'm not afraid to admit it, but uh Any chance of you jumping him for a win? No, I mean we run each other pretty hard. Uh <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, me and Stu run each other hard, but we don't, uh, we don't really crash each other or anything like that. I mean, we've ran over each other a couple times, but never, like, dumped each other or anything like that. He's, like, you know, he's going to be aggressive, and I'm aggressive, and mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, we're both going to the same hole or whatever, and yeah, that, that's he, he gets it. I, I get it. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, no chance I... But I look forward to uh, racing with him again, and he sets the bar high there. So, like, racing with him, like, yeah, I get my 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 ass kicked every week there by him. Or, but by the end of it, you know, we had really good races. Like, the last, the second to last race, we had a good race going, and I lost a cylinder. Um, and I think we ended up third. Actually, him and Jess went first and second. I lost a cylinder, and I ended up third. But we had a good race going there for a minute before prior to that and then the last race of the year i mean we had a knockout drag out slug fest um and that was a probably one of the best that was a good race that was a good race yeah that was a good race that was, and was I a just, very good uh, race i passed them back there and i kind of got out on them and i thought i was gonna be faster to roll through the middle and just keep speed up and he found a little bit of something on the bottom and uh went by me and and all that so I mean, we have a good time racing there. And then, you know, it, I know it makes me good because when all them other guys, whether it's Maddie or Shepard or Larry or any of them come to Fonda for the big races, like I'm usually in the top three. So I know, okay, you know, racing with Stu makes me really good here. And if I keep going, maybe I'll be like Stu here one day um, to where like I win every race or something there. But obviously I have a lot of work to do to get to that point. But he sets the bar high. And I learn a lot racing with Stu and being able to race with Stu every Saturday. Uh, and all the other cars there really makes me uh, a lot better, especially when I do this 358 stuff around home where guys are, you know, not near as aggressive and not quite as uh, crafty, I guess. So, um, yeah, it pays off for me. So, uh, Mike, you they may have asked you this question. I've been kind of in and out of the show doing dad duty. Uh, but uh, what do you think about the new Bridgeport Speedway? I knew you were going to ask that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, I, yeah, we saved that. We saved that for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I told you I'm an avid listener. Um, the new Bridgeport is awesome. I like the old Bridgeport a lot too. Um, so I went to I went there twice in 2019. I went for the Hoffman race and then I went for I was like wild card. They had a race on a Sunday or something yeah, I after Charlotte. Was, I went. Yeah, I think I was there. I think I shook your hand after that race. Thank you for uh, making the yeah. making the stop. Yeah. I don't know if you remember I'm that sure or not. That I know I do. No, probably not. Probably not, Josh. Move it along. I do. It was okay, the finale cool. at the five eight. Yes, the finale. Yep. I do remember, and I I took pictures on my phone, panorama, and just kind of like me and my buddy, we sat on top, we loaded up, and just kind of sat up there and took it all in one more time you know what i mean like that site uh that's something i can tell my kids are raced on and 
we just took it all in. Like, it was just – it was cool to be a part of that. Obviously, I wanted to win it, but, I mean, it was fitting that Scooby won that race. Um, but, anyway – on to new bridgeport we went for the super dirt series race and i'm like wow that was really cool that was fun uh, i think we ran fifth and i i was able to make it all on one tire it stinks it turned into a tire game but whatever yeah. you know it rubbered but how many places i mean it still raced good even in the rubber so you know that's pretty uncommon for racetracks and then we were like looking at the end of the season and we had uh, kind of that october fast thing didn't really go that well. We're like, we got to keep racing because we are really bad right now and we need to figure something out before next year. So we're like, we picked out all these big races at the end of the year we wanted to go to. And I saw they had that 7,000 to win. So that high bank 50 race. And so we went down on Saturday, we left Saturday morning and we practiced Saturday night and had a ball. We made our car a little bit faster. I think that new Bridgeport's awesome, man. I mean, the way it gets, he, he, he waters it before the feature and it migrates around so much. You can run the bottom, you can run the top, and then it kind of moves around a little bit. And then it just becomes like run wherever the heck you want. And obviously, you, it does help to enter on the top and carry your speed down the hill. Um, you know, and it's, but the, the cool thing about it is the closing speeds are so big is that when you do get into lap traffic, you have a straightaway advantage and it's shrunk down if you go to the bottom or something i mean like you pretty much give up the the position at that point because a guy can come behind you and slide you and it's like i don't know it's like racing late models or like sprint cars because you know you throw a slide job and then you know you can either protect the slide job or the guy's going to slide you back and it's like all watching all those sprint car and late model races and stuff like prepares you for racing bridgeport i feel like where, you know, and, and kind of gave me an advantage there. So um, I really liked it. I think that's why that Buckwalter was so good there. I mean, he said it himself, you know. Um, Man, you are an avid listener. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> that's scary almost. We, we apologize um, for that. Yeah, we, we appreciate as, as no, you guys, appreciate us. You guys make you, my, we appreciate you listening. No problem. You guys make my drive to work. And drive home. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we get yeah. that. Yeah, I have nothing better to do when I'm taking a Sunday morning shit. I'll listen to your show. That's what we get. <laughs> no, 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 no. I listen to it intently in the morning. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, the new Bridgeport, though, it's awesome. Doug Rose is a cool dude, great guy. And Tobias does the track. That's also probably like one of the coolest guys. I had the pleasure of talking to him a little bit. And he's just a super cool dude. Um, yeah, he's a character. And that new racetrack is awesome. He's a character, yeah. So I hope I'm that cool when I'm old um, or older. And, uh, yeah, it was a really fun time going down there. And, I mean, Bridgeport's cool. Like, the fans are good. Everything's sweet when I went down there. Um, we had a really good time. Um, the tech guy gave me a bit of a fit. But other than that, um, it was it was entertaining anyway. I mean, it was like. I mean, I knew I was legal, but it was just like we were playing like 20 questions. I don't think it was more tech inspection as he was like quizzing me to see if I like, I feel like he knew all the answers. He knew all the answers. He was like, man, like, I wonder if this kid works on his own car. Like, let me see. And like, ask me all these questions. I think I got him right, but I don't know. It was quite the process. Um, yeah, it was, it was funny. But, uh, just it, do it, just cool. do it, Gerald. Like, yeah. Tech. Yeah, and they do tech right behind there, which is like a great idea because you know there's no BS going on because the fans are right there. They can see it. If there's an issue, there's an issue. And, like, obviously it, it builds hype around the whole place. And, uh, the racetrack, though, it's awesome. I mean, you can throw sliders and everything else, and they treat you good, and there's good cars down there. And, uh, you know, uh, anytime you get to race with the pouches and stuff like that, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Any plans on uh, running Can-Am again this year? Um, Yeah, we're not sure what we're going to do Fridays. We were talking about it. If Mohawk opens, I'd like to go there. Um, and then old, old Can-Slam is pretty fun, too. Uh, but we were talking about i don't know if i'm gonna go back every friday night or maybe go like maybe three quarters of the time maybe try to go to malta a little more or maybe go to some other tracks on friday night if i can 
Um, Brewerton. Yeah, like Brewerton or, or Malta if they're if they're running or you know kind of leave yeah. Friday open for whatever. Probably go to Can Am a lot anyway. Um, if we end up running the whole season or there, I'm not sure. Um, I won the championship there last year, which was really cool. Can Am was never one of my like good tracks, so it was really cool to win the championship there. We yes. went and tested there during the Rona when the Rona was all going on. Um, we went and tested there. Uh, they had a couple like open practices where a lot of people went and tested, and we found a couple things with our car and uh, kind of ran that with it the whole year. And um, we're pretty. I think we we're really consistent and consistently fast and on some races up there. So um, it was. Uh, I had a really fun season there. A lot of friends there. I got to race a mod light, um, and that was pretty much like. I got to race this mod. I'm not going to lie to you. The highlight of my 2020 season was I raced this guy's mod light. He's from my town, and he comes over, and I know a guy. My buddy has a sportsman and race mod lights, and I'm like, dude, I want to race a mod light. Like, that is what I want to do. And they're like, what, really? Well, I know this guy's got one. And he's, he'll let you run it. So I'm like, all right. So this guy, Jack, let me run his car, and Jack Lyon is his name. And he's like, all right, you can run it. So I'm like, sweet. So, like, I get in this thing, and I'm like, I take it for hot laps. I'm like, these things are death traps. My girlfriend's freaking <laughs> fine. My buddy, my buddy's Riley, like, goes up there. He's like, you know, I raced a mod light here, and I flipped, and uh, I landed back on three wheels and, like, all this stuff, freaking her out. And I raced this mod light, and I won the race. Um, It was crazy, actually. Me and I tried to pass a guy for the lead. I started last. I got under him, and I, like, bumped him like we did in a modified, but I didn't know, like, when you touch in a mod light, you, like, both go around. So he, like, spins out in front of me. I stop. He keeps going, and this is on, like, two to go or one to go, two to go. And I so I let him keep going. He has, like, gets the lead back, and then I go back after him. And then the turn two on the last lap, I pass him down the back stretch, and I won. And, like, it was the coolest thing ever. I won this mod light race. So that was the highlight of my 2020 season. And, like, everyone, my girlfriend asked me, like, what do you want for Christmas, Mike? And I was like, mod light. And then, like, she's like, the other day, she's like, what do you want for Valentine's Day? And I was like, mod light. Like, you know the answer. I want I want a mod light. So, yeah, that was the highlight. Can-Am is fun. Sorry, I get distracted super easy. Can-Am is fun. I love mod light and modifieds, but yeah, Can-Am's a lot of fun, and uh, I'm sure I'll be back there uh, quite a bit um, next year. So, Mike, going back to you being an avid listener, which, uh, which episode's your favorite? That's a tough one. Um, probably the Chamberlain episode. <laughs> um, that was, that was awesome. Oh, um, yeah, it was. a really good time. Um, Let's see, what was the other one you guys had? That that one was really good. I was I listened to that. I said, how am I going to follow this up? Like, I told my buddy, I said, it's like, oh, and I say it was like, oh, uh, I made a really good reference for what it was like. I, anyway, um, I, I said it like an hour ago to my friend. He was over at the shop. Um, but, yeah, that one was really good. Uh, what was the other one I really liked? The Brightville one was cool. Two um, legends right there. Two legends for sure. Um, I didn't realize all the animosity. Like I said, I'm I know a good bit of racing history. My grandpa raced some modified um, back in the uh, in the '60s and early '70s. Um, but he raced like asphalt, so he raced at like Thompson and stuff. He raced with Richie Evans and and stuff like that. And uh, there's another. He was place. never. I think he won like three races. Um, in his life, but he he was he was pretty decent. He said he crashed a lot. He made it on the area auto like the front page because he a would always lot or... spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> At least he made it there, I guess. At least he yeah. made it. Yeah, <laughs> he made it further than us. Yeah, and I'm like, so he was like super proud of me when I like just flipped my, you know what, off oh, at outlaw yeah. here. Yeah, I got. Was, yeah, he came up to me. Bad. He came up to me in the shop, and he said. He had, this was before they would do really like the full front page of Auto as one car. They didn't do that often. So 
so he comes in with his area auto. I'm in the shop, and he's like, and he's got like a thick New England accent, right? And he says, Michael, the last time anyone got the full page of the area auto was when Richie Evans died. And, like, there I am, like, flipped upside down on the front page of the area auto. And he was just so proud. <laughs> like, yeah. Passing it down. on the family tradition. Passing it down. <laughs> there you go. Third generation wreck machine. <laughs> That's yeah. some good stuff yeah. right there. <laughs> it's like, that, was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. So, Michael. Yeah, that Michael. was funny. So. What did you do with the car? That, that, yeah, exactly. that was wicked. That was wicked there. That's <laughs> exactly it. That's how he talks. So, yeah, that was, that was a good one. Wicked piss up, uh, Michael. <laughs> and he doesn't say that, no. <laughs> he doesn't say that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my, my favorite was when we almost got Mike Mahaney to admit he dumped Billy Jr. for $100,000. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things you would do for a hundred grand. Um, would you dump somebody for a you know hundred grand? Who, who would you dump yeah, for a hundred thousand like, dollars for a win? Who, who? Who would you dump? Anybody. Shillings, no doubt. I would dump Shillings. Oh, nice. No doubt. He's on <laughs> next week. I'm such a nice guy. I'd give him twenty-five thousand, and he wouldn't even be pissed. And nice. I'd get seventy-five thousand. And we both are way more wealthy than we started at the beginning. Because even if the race we were at was 2000 to win, and I don't oh. junk his car that bad, he's maybe got worse, oh. 1000 in damage, and he's out $2,000 opportunity cost. Well, meanwhile, he got 25 so he's 22 up, and I'm out 2000 opportunity hey. cost, so I'm up 73 There you go. So at Port Royal oh, this year, you can dump. Oh, no, it's not 100 grand. But would you dump somebody 50, for 50 000. grand? Yeah. No. And would you dump not. Williamson? That little bastard? <laughs> no, I don't think I dump Williamson. <clears throat> no. Why not? I would. I don't think, uh... <clears throat> it's just, yeah. Williamson's just such a nice I guy, mean, though. I don't think to... he would dump somebody for 50 grand. Yeah, bullshit. Anybody would. Yeah, nice guy. Nice guy. You've got For 50 grand, I'd run my grandmother over and then back up over her for 50 grand. <laughs> I'd do her for a I, Klondike I... bar. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think I think the money's one thing, but I think everyone has enough respect for each other and all of our equipment that like we know we're racing for a lot of money. Um right. and obviously the stakes stakes are high, but no one really runs over each other in them big race and stuff. Like uh, everyone uh, is still like pretty respectful. You know what I mean? Uh would you lean on him a little harder? Hell yeah. I mean for fifty, right? And I mean you'd lean on him harder kind of like you push it, push the envelope a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think you race a little bit harder. Say you're in a you're in a deep battle, or there's a restart with two to go. Obviously, you're gonna do. Hey, you're going. You might yep. not. Yep. Do, you know, you might risk it a little bit more. Maybe some guys wouldn't. Uh, really, when you're out there, you don't think about the money, honest to God. Uh, and I think if you do, you're probably not doing that good. Because you need to be 100% present-minded in the moment. And normally the last thing you would do is think about the money, um, you know, because that just kind of screws everything up. I think you need to be 100% mindful. Oh, and so what's um, going on. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, uh, and, and focused, really, really focused on what moves you're going to make. And you should be at any race. Um, so, like, I, I really – and I think that's why the good guys don't race each other any different you know what i mean um or put themselves in positions to uh hurt themselves or whatever yeah 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 they're really good at taking care of their own equipment yeah and i think you know in the same token say there's a restart with two to go and i throw a huge bomb of a slider on say one of those guys chances are uh they're probably going to lift because it's for, this is the way I think anyway, I don't know, say it's right, wrong, and different, punch me in the face after. <laughs> but if I throw a big-ass slider Give on your secrets those out. guys, yeah, and it's two to go, they're probably going to lift because they don't want to have their, you know, they don't want to run in the back of me or junk their stuff trying to go around me, you know what I mean? So it's like, 
it's tricky, you know, but uh, I think there's a lot of that that can happen. But most of those races, honestly, like 200 lappers, by the end of them, the, the guy's usually six, seven car lengths out in front anyway. So Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, the guy with the best car is usually out in front and winning, you know, and there's not too often there's a green-white checker to go in those races where ignorant stuff can go down. Well, not only that, but chances are if it's 50000 to win, and, you know, I'm pretty sure if, if you throw a slider in front of somebody, they will check up because chances are second place is probably paying pretty damn good anyways. Yeah, they'll either check up and turn under you and, and seal you off or uh, and you won't get a chance or, you know, yeah, same thing. And, and if you're better, then you'll probably go by them and say you throw a slider and drive away, then you probably should have won the race anyway. True. Yeah, because you, you wanted it. Yeah, because you wanted it more. Yep. And you, you were better, you know. Maybe you couldn't pass them. Yep. Maybe it was one lane on the top or something, and you the only way you could pass them was a slider and in lap traffic or something, and you do it. You know, it's just the way it all goes. That's true. So, what big races do you plan on uh, uh, this year? Do you have any on the schedule, like Eastern States, the Outlaw? If 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 New York's running. 76er again, yeah. maybe? I'd like to do the Sixer. Uh, I talked to Kevin the other day, um, and I told him, well, his son, they were talking, his son was thinking about racing, and they're thinking about getting his son in racing. And uh, I told him, you know, his son is going to dust him up. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's scared. Um, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I was talking to Kevin. I'd love to do that again. I'd love to do that Sixer. I was uh, telling Emac the other day um, that the Sixer is uh, more – like, that's the victory – like, obviously, the Fulton 200. I, I was fortunate enough to win that race. I'd like to win that again. But that 76er is a bucket list race for me. Like I said, that's those pit jewel. stop uh, – yeah, that's a crown jewel for me. Those pit stop radio races – that's not what we're good at around here. Like, maybe when we're older, we'll be a little bit better at it and a little bit more organized on that front. But right now, we are a, you know, our crew, like, we have a couple good guys um, that help me out. But let's just say pit stops and uh, pit stops, radios, and staying focused for an entire week are probably not our forte at this point in our 25-year-old lives. With and it, like it's not dirt modified no racing either, sorry. Purpose. No, it's not. It's not I mean, our and I like, so, I like, well, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Matt Shepard touched on that too. He goes, you know what, take all that pit stops and radio crap out and let, let leave it into the driver's hands. And I, you know, I hope, I I happen to agree with him on that. Yeah, he wasn't a fan of radio racing. Happens. wasn't a I fan really of that whatsoever. And, no, and that Eastern States deal, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's a cool race. But it's just a matter of time before – and, like, I'm not, like, a really a big proponent of safety coming from, like, the dirt bike side. Like, you know, yeah, when I, I grow up – Yeah, yeah you throw that caution to the wind right get, there. Yeah. Get mauled and stuff like that. But that pit road uh, there, like, it's a matter of time before someone gets killed there i was watching that this year I think yeah, I saw like you're 100 percent right there. yep that's that's just stupid you know what yep. i mean like that's stupid in my opinion uh but whatever i'm sure i'll probably make people mad by saying that but that's just dumb like no those guys it's one thing if the racers get hurt but those guys on pit road they they don't sign up to get hurt or injured or anything like that like they're just they're trying to help out like we should make it a little bit safer for them, I, I think, just in that aspect. That's a whole other story. But for me, the crown jewels, the ones I want to win, uh, the Sixer, the Coal Cracker, there's a big race up here at Cornwall that pays uh, yeah. twelve grand. Those yes. are the races that mean the most to me as a racer to win. Obviously, I want to win Dirt Week. Obviously, I want to win Eastern State, um, being a dirt modified racer. Um, you know, Mr. I mean? Dirt That's USA, too? I think I got to get, like, Matt Shepard good before I even consider that one because I've been to the Valley once. Okay. That's and I wasn't great. 40. Um, that place is pretty wild. But I think, you know, maybe one day if I'm running the series or something and I show up there and I'm maybe I'll be real good and I, like, 
happen to fall into it, that would be cool. Uh, for sure, one to win. Um, but yeah, that sixer, that's the one I want. Um, that one, the bullcracker, um, for sure. I'm trying to think of some other. Obviously, there's a couple big races up here, um, like that, that race at Cornwall and stuff. Um, the Fonda 200, the Port Royal yep. race, like those are all the races yep. I want to win, um, more so than the pit stop ones, I guess. Now, what getting you... back to the east, getting back to the Eastern States 200, what would you like to see from a driver's point? Should should it let it go all the distance? Because they did that back in 18, 89 and 90, and Cozy won both of them. Or do you think it should be separated into halves, two 100 lappers, with like a little like a five minute say competition type thing? A smoke break, you mean? Um, yeah, like a cigarette go poopy break. Yeah, yeah, smoke break. There you go. Smoke them if you got yeah, them, Mikey. Uh, huh? Get that, yeah, man. Get I mean, that's Mikey. long. <laughs> that's that's you know that's a long way to go without a cigarette. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't even smoke cigarettes. Well, back in the day, I always think it would be like absolutely. I would. I think it would be absolutely hilarious to come in and like everybody gets <laughs> out one of those smokes. Races. Everybody's like, you know, like, what do you want? You want a tire? Like, you want nah, some wedge? No, just a mark. They break out the folding chairs and they all start passing out snacks. They pass out snacks and you know, sweats, yeah. There has to be a smoking <laughs> section, though, for you to do that. <laughs> oh, shit, here comes her. Put your cigarettes out. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, I smoked a cigarette one time, right? So, uh, well, not one time, but I smoked a cigarette one time, but... So I smoked a cigarette one time at the races in a racing scenario. Um, this is like a cool story I have. It's not really that cool. I think it's cool. My girlfriend <laughs> says it's not cool. She says it's gross. But um, I'll get <laughs> so, so it's going to gonna be cool by, by standards. Like yeah. So I'm at Volusia, and I'm like, whatever, I'm 22 years old. And I qualified like third or fourth overall in one of the groups of late models. And uh, they they do, like, whatever, 25 cars at once in a group, you know, and then they split you up into heats. So I'm starting second in my heat um, outside of Scotty B and the Dirty Boys, Scott Bloomquist. So I'm like, man, like, nothing would be cooler than, like, and, you know, in late models, you can kind of roll up with your helmet off on the roof, you know what I mean, and drive around, and they stage you in Volusia in the bottom, you know what I mean? Right. And, uh so I roll up and I roll down there and I, I get a cigarette from my friend and I'm driving down there with my, in my race car. I got my helmet off and I roll up next to Scott Bloomquist and I knew like he didn't really know who I was. And I was, I knew I started outside of him though. So I had the only way I knew I was going to get in Scott Bloomquist's head is if I rolled up next to him and I just was smoking a cigarette and I was ashing it and then like threw it kind of towards his car. Yeah. So I, I actually have a picture of it somewhere. But, yeah, I did do that once. But um, That's hilarious. And then another time. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I Like I said, I thought it was cool. I was just trying to get in the guy's head, you know. He's, oh, he's dude, yeah, yeah. Fuck him head. up. In the, oh, yeah. Especially, yeah. But he's a yeah, weirdo. Especially, though, especially though. if he doesn't know who you are, then it's even better. And he's like, who the fuck was that? Well, yeah. yeah is that Gage, a, is yeah, that Gage exactly. Martinez? <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's a weirdo, right? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, fuck yeah, he is and, a weirdo. Uh, so, yeah, so like I, I uh, think I, I think I don't I think you're getting in his head. head. I think, yeah, I doubt it. Dude, I there's no doubt, man. From the day that happened, his career went downhill from that day. Put <laughs> <laughs> a little no curse doubt. on him, did look you, Mike? Look at the stats. That's look right. at the you stats. You look at the stats from that day I rolled up on him. What kind of cigarette were you smoking? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I think. You know, Eastern States, like, I, th- I, I, I think a halfway break is okay. Um, you know, if it, if it gives everybody fresh tires and kind of a chance to go at it again and maybe lets a couple of those guys um, from the back restack and get a good run towards the front and win the race, you know, make some adjustments and maybe get lucky and throw it, another it, factor into the ring. Yeah, how about invert the start? Uh, at halfway, I don't think so. As a racer, I wouldn't like that. Um, as a fan, it would probably be freaking awesome. Uh, probably freaking great. But, <laughs> yeah, but as a racer, I don't think I would be too tickled with that. But, um, I think it would be a really good, 
I think having a halfway break it adds another variable for the fans and the drivers, though. Where like, okay, say I started 20th and I creep my way up to 13th, and if you're in the top 15 in that race, chances are you're a pretty badass guy, and you make a couple changes and find something, and next thing you know, you're in the hunt for a win, and now it's not just the other three guys that were in the lead. Now there's another dude that came from 13th, and it just adds to the storyline and gives everybody a break and a regroup, and it and it it makes it good. And I and I think, you know, no matter what whether you let them run the whole time or not, I think guys are going to run. No one's going to run super hard in that first hundred laps. No, no You know what I mean? Way. No matter yeah, what no you way. do, there's no way around it. But I think they will run harder if they have a halfway break where they can change tires. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. And then start, say, so, yeah, say like the last 50, start making moves. Yeah. Like if you watch that Fulton 200, any of those races where there is a halfway break. Yep. Yep. Guys race pretty hard in the first 100 because the tires don't have to go 200 laps. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, then you put on another 100 and you go at it hard for 100. So um, I think a halfway break is a good thing to do. Um, you know, it, it adds a little bit of five five minutes. Yeah, if you're uh, gonna you know, do it, I, I, I say five minutes. I think five or 15. But the one thing I think if you do 15, that that is really good That's about that. doing that is. 200 laps is a lot of laps on a racetrack, and yes. if you do a 15-minute break, you can go out there and you can work it a little bit, and you can give the fans and the drivers a racetrack for all that's, 200 laps. That's a, good, that's a good point. That's a very good point. So, like, would you wait wait <coughs> 10 more minutes for two lanes of racing or, like, hurry up yes. and, like, okay, at no. rubbers at lap 150? Yeah, um, we all know. Yeah, yeah. I would so, rather wait the extra 10 and have, a like, a fairly newer surface where it's going to open up a couple lanes yep that's that's what i think so um that's what i think is is optimal situation but uh yeah maybe i'll let brett know yeah i'll let brett know yeah the jet i thought i just got engaged yeah i know i'm pretty excited yeah 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 no i'm not no i'm not at all yeah not even no i'm not really yeah i mean Oh, God, I'm not. I think you've listened enough to uh, know where my feelings are. I absolutely do. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely do. Love them. Love, love so we got we to gotta, yeah. wrap this up soon, Mike. Uh, so, obviously, uh, I can't speak on these other guys, but I don't think any of them will be at Florida. But I'll be down at Georgetown for the Melvin George uh, race. So, just... I'm the I'm the creepy guy that came up to you and booked you at the the turkey derbies anyway. So I'll come I'll come say hi. Yeah, I'll come, yeah, I'll, I should I'll come. I should be there too, Michael. I'll come uh, I'll come say what's up too. Yeah, you get, you get to hang out with uh, PBR Josh. Yeah. Hey, oh, yeah, anytime bro. we can all. We can oh yeah, why we got you on? Bring yeah, bring the door panel. Oh good lord. I'm bringing the door panel. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> um, all right, Josh. Yeah, you, for sure. I'm bringing the yeah, door that's panel. Fine. Um, yeah, no doubt. We can, uh, anytime you guys are around or anybody listening, just come on over and you can talk, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll talk to pretty much anybody. Um, you know what yep. I mean? So, yep. uh, I you know, I'm pretty, uh, pretty Easy. fortunate to be able to do this. So, um, and even after the races, you know, you know, I know a lot of times when I'm down there, I, I try and get out of there pretty quick just cause it's so long of a ride. Um, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, to get home, so maybe I don't get to see as many people. Um, and there's actually a killer seafood restaurant on the way back. I highly suggest. Um, I can't think of the name of it. It's not Menards, but it's something like that. There's a huge anchor out front. Yeah, it's, uh, it right it's on it's, US one. Yeah, it's Medlings. Med, yeah, Medlings seafood. seafood. Yeah, yep. Yep. I know yep. exactly. Ten out of yep. ten down there. We celebrated. The gobbler wasn't a great race for me. I think I ran fourth, and I made some huge mistakes that cost me um, kind of that race. But we went to Medding Seafood and had, like, crabs and, like, all this stuff, and it was awesome. And we had those orange crush drinks that they drink down in Delaware that were killer. Um, So we had those and, like, all the seafood. So that made my trip. And I got to see um, my buddy Bruce Hooper. I don't know if you guys know Bruce Hooper. Is uh old-time modified racer, and uh, now he's got a modified again. He's racing at Bridgeport. He's an older fellow. Uh, 
but he is a, a good friend of ours. We met him, and he's a super cool guy. Uh, really, really, he used to race back in the day, and he's just racing for fun again. He's a great guy. So uh, I got to see him there, and that was a lot of fun. He'll be, you said he'll be at Bridgeport this year? Yeah, yeah, I think he raced the last race there. He hadn't raced in like 30 years, and he got a modified. He didn't make the race. He was sitting next to my uh, my crew guy. Connor, they were sitting next to each other, and they got to talking, and we, he hasn't raced in a long time, and then uh, got a modified again, and went out there, and was trying to do some races, he's probably in his 70s, super great guy, one of the nicest people I've ever met, uh, I'll have to, I'll have to stop cool by, and keep in touch with him, yeah, if he's at Bridgeport, I'll stop and say hi, the Bridgeport's my home track, I'll be there uh, quite quite a bit this year, especially with Ryan Creechin running there weekly, you know what I mean? So I'll be over there talking to them guys and stuff. So we're huge. Uh, Creechin's another cool guy. Yeah, we're Creechin's a really cool guy. I like Creechin. Yeah, that's that's who we're going to go yep. see. Uh, we're going to go hang out with them. Uh, this weekend? I'll be at, yeah, I'll be at Orange County because that's my home track. Sorry. Hey, hey, it's all good. But, yeah, the Cre- Creechins are really, really good people. Uh, Ryan's actually, I got to be pretty good friends with Ryan. Um, and uh, he's a super Good cool dude. guy. I was actually invited him to come uh, come snowmobiling up here sometime. He and his dad. So uh, hopefully they can come up sometime and uh, and go snowmobiling. We're gonna do a live episode from their shop this weekend. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, Heck yeah. Uh, we'll see. I'm gonna have to listen to that. I'm gonna be driving down to Florida, so I'm gonna tune into that. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be good stuff, hopefully. Absolutely. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. I like to thank uh, Mike Maresco for coming on the show. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Hey, no problem. Hey, one more thing. Why do you always call Go me for Mighty it. Mouse? <laughs> oh, because of the two Why M's, Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse. That's that's oh, okay. your new nickname now, Mighty Mouse. All right, all right. Because I thought that's what they used to call Williamson, and I'm like, man, I got like a hand-me-down nickname. <laughs> no, it's like... <laughs> you got to give him a different name. Like, he graduated to like money. He got like money Matt, yeah, and I'm like... Yeah, oh, he's, he's like, money oh, Matt. So oh, when you used to... Mighty Mouse. They did start... They, he was... That was his nickname. That's right, Mighty Mouse. Well, I don't know. We need MM, Mighty Mouse, all right? Money Mike. There, just take it. How about... Money, money we got we got we got money Matt and money Mike. There we go. Why, why do I have to take all of his like why do I get all his money? Do you want his money? Like, do you, I don't do you want his money? At this point, I'll, no, I'll like, I just want I want my I want my own name. Like Alright, we're gonna we're gonna put a we're gonna put a, put a post up and we're gonna come up with a nickname. Alright, how about how about Mike Chicken Fran Baresca? How's that? What was that? <laughs> Mike, Mike Chicken Maresca. Chicken? Yeah, Chicken Maresca. You get it at uh, any Italian restaurant. I love chicken. I, I'm not going to lie. The night after I won Fulton 200, I came home, and I woke up in the morning. I got home at like 3 or 4 in the morning. I woke up just in time for KFC to open at 1030, and I sat right down, and I got a three-piece, and I just ate. <laughs> Fried chicken, like <laughs> like a fucking chef you no, did, like a chef. The Colonel, the Colonel, the yeah, Colonel Mike Baresca. That's your nickname, I, I the looked, Colonel Mike Baresca. I like that one. Yeah, I looked Colonel, him right that, in the eyes that's and I it. ate that chicken. Yeah, you said you're so. <laughs> it's the thing I do actually. We, yeah, we got this KFC. I go there and I sit down. After any time I win a big race, I go in the morning to this KFC on Sunday morning. Like, any time I win a big race, I don't know why I do this. And I sit there, and I can watch people in the drive-thru, like, people watch, and I can just eat chicken. <laughs> it's, like, we're the gonna, best Sunday morning. I call it Sunday brunch. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna send Brett Deo a message so that they call you the Colonel down at uh, Bubble Raceway Park. Yes, the, yeah, that's your nickname now, it's the Colonel. The <laughs> Colonel, because I eat so much KFC. They actually <laughs> yep, have a really good chicken sandwich. your nickname. Nope. They, got, they got great fucking chicken. I forgot where it was. It is really, really good. I don't know. That Popeye, that Popeye chicken me, so. sandwich is banging, too. I haven't had it yet, but I'm hoping Denver to try makes, it on the way down. Oh, man. Denver good. makes good. 
Jennifer makes a good chicken sandwich yeah. at uh, Grand View in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Off the All right, so we're going to wrap this. Yeah, we're, we're going to wrap this. I think we're going to wrap this. We'd like to thank the Colonel, Mike Maresco, for coming on tonight. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> hey, no problem. Thank you guys for having me. It was a, it was a ton of fun. So I uh, appreciate yeah, it. It was a blast. It was a blast. Good luck moving forward in uh, 2021, and I hope to see you. We all hope to see you at a track. Hey, for sure. We'll see you there. And, uh, We'll have a, hopefully everyone has a safe 2021 and uh, we can get back to uh, normalcy a little bit and um, get back, at least get back to the racetrack and ignore all this BS in the world and uh, Absolutely. get back to what we like. So. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. See you guys. All right. Take it easy, Mike. See you, Mike. See you, Mike. For my co-host, Michael, Big Daddy, Clark Griswold, Rona PBR Gosh, Jennifer, Punchy goes, and of course, me the mouth, we're signing off, and you've been Black Flag. Shut the f up!